Hi, this is Caroline. I am super excited by a new feature that I have available for you. If you go to my show notes, you'll see a link that says, I would love to hear from you. Text message me here. Yes, you can now text message me. So if you have any thoughts about an episode, if you've got ideas for an episode, if you'd just like to connect and say hi, then click on that link. I'd love to hear from you. Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, KonMari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies, chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. And thanks for joining me again this week. This week has been a bit of a roller coaster. My daughters went away on Saturday on their first flight alone to the UK and got back yesterday, having had an amazing time. Meanwhile, on Monday, my dog Whiskey had to have surgery, and it's been tough seeing her in pain, and she's not been able to move around on her own. I've been sleeping on the sofa next to her, so to say I'm tired is an understatement. And to top it all off, I'm rabbit sitting for a friend and the rabbit is ill. So there are currently six animals in my house, which is a bit of a challenge, especially with the girls having been away and not able to help. Despite all the craziness, I've managed to stay organised and get a lot done. I have been batch recording new episodes for my podcast, Living Clutter Free Forever, and I'm excited that I've got some amazing guests lined up. So all in all, it's been a week of ups and downs. But we're nearly at the weekend, so that's something to look forward to. We have Ralph's sister and her kids coming to stay, so I will need to make sure I get beds ready and do a food shop before they come. Or maybe we just order pizza. Let's see. Organisation can be hard enough when you're dealing with two-legged friends, but four-legged ones can make it even more complicated. If you're feeling overwhelmed and don't know where to start, don't worry. This episode will help you get your furry friends organised and keep your home running smoothly. I will share my tried and tested tips for decluttering your home, even if it is full of pets. And if you don't have pets, there will be lots of things you will be able to apply. If you think having a baby is bad for your organised lifestyle, just wait until you get a pet. Pets are like toddlers who never grow up and they come with a whole host of gear that quickly takes over your home. But it doesn't have to be this way. With a little organisation, you can keep your home clutter-free, even with a pet. It's amazing the amount of stuff they have. Toys, food, treats, bedding, grooming tools, accessories, bowls, travel things, medicines, books and documentation. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. It can be enough to overwhelm even the most organised person. And just when you think you've got it all under control... They'll go and shed all over your freshly cleaned floors. If you're struggling to keep on top of the pet-related clutter in your home, don't despair. But before we start, I should probably explain why I feel qualified to even discuss being organised with pets. 
We currently have six pets living with us, one of them on loan. The ones we've had the longest are Max and Luna, our cats. They are now seven years old and we've had them since they were one. Next comes Whiskey, our dog, who we have since October 2020, and she is now four years old. And finally, we have Lavender and Victor, our rabbits, who are both around two years old. All of our animals come from local animal rescue homes, and we have been lucky that they are all incredibly amazing and loving pets. I like to treat all things pet as a mini tidy festival. After all, they have items in nearly every category of the KonMari method. The first thing I do is gather together all the items in the house that belong to one type of animal. So, for example, I would gather together absolutely everything that has anything to do with Whiskey the dog. Then I would separate them into categories. Clothes, books, papers, kimono and sentimental. I have to admit that for our dog, we don't actually have any clothes, but I know some people do. This could be as simple as a raincoat or a coat for if it's cold. Or I do know of people who actually have little outfits for their animals. Not my thing, but each to their own. Books could be any books you have relating to keeping or looking after that animal. Papers would be any documentation you have relating to them. In our case, it's the paperwork from the animal home where we got them. But you might have pedigree papers or certificate of ownership. You may also have insurance documents or copies of receipts from the vets that need to be held on to. Kimono would be anything else such as toys, bedding, grooming accessories, collars, leads and harnesses, travel boxes, medication, etc. The list is practically never ending. And finally, sentimental items would be things like photos of your four-legged friend. Or if a pet has passed away, something that you have kept of theirs as a memory. Once you have sorted everything according to category, it's time to declutter. Look at each section And be honest with yourself if you really need to keep this item for your pet, especially with toys. Really think if they actually play with it or if you were just hanging on to it just in case. I know that we have various items in our home that don't get used and I always think that maybe one day it could come in useful, but I really should get rid of them. One example is a lovely cat bed that I bought at great expense, but that they have never used. My daughter Rebecca made them an amazing castle out of a cardboard box complete with turrets and a drawbridge and they choose to sleep in there instead, which is great for Rebecca, but I keep moving the expensive cat bed around the house in the hope they will start using it. I think it's time to accept that it might bring joy to another cat in the neighbourhood and I should donate it. Okay, decision made. I will add that to my list of things to do this week. If you do have items that you have decided not to keep, then you could try to sell them if they are still in good condition, offer them for free locally, or donate them to the local animal rescue shelter. They are always very grateful for any items you may have to offer. It's not until you have decluttered that you really know how much storage space you need, and you probably don't need as much as you think. It's then important to store all items from the same category together, and in a place that makes sense for their usage. There is no point, for example, storing dog leads and collars in the kitchen if actually they need to be near the front door so you can just grab them before you go out. We are lucky to have an entrance from the garage into the house, so we've put up some hooks on the wall just where we go into the garage, and there we have hanging her lead and harness. Underneath this on a shelf is a box with clean towels, so if she comes home from a walk wet, we can grab one to dry her off and then hang it on a spare hook to dry. Next to the box with the towels is a small box that has her brushes in 
and another with spare poo bags for us to grab to take out with us for each walk. This means that everything we need to take her out for a walk is in one place and everything we need to clean her when we get home. Pet food needs to be stored near to where your pet will be fed, not in another part of the house, which means you have to go and get it every time. We have an open box in the cupboard under the sink in the kitchen where we keep all the snacks for the dog and the medication she needs to take with her food twice a day. She has a thyroid problem. Next to this is a closed box with her dry dog food in so we can get both boxes out to use them and put them straight away again once she's been fed. Her food bowl is just next to this cupboard so everything can be done in one go. The cats are fed in a room in the cellar and so everything for them is kept in a cupboard there. The rabbits have a hutch and run in the garden. Everything for them is kept in the garage which has a door with access to the garden. My neighbour who has rabbits has a really great garden box with a lid next to the rabbit hutch which has absolutely everything in it that she needs for them. This is a great solution. It keeps everything contained and means you don't have to be walking backwards and forwards the whole time as you're cleaning them out or feeding them. I recently had a client with a fish tank and they had various pots of food and things to put in the water to keep it clean and they were standing around at various points in the room. When we collected them all together it became very clear that there were actually three pots of fish food all started because she had lost the overview of what she already had. We took a basket to keep all things dedicated to the fish in and placed it next to the fish tank. This way, she would always see what she had. Another client had bulk bought cat and dog food for two dogs and one cat. It was so much it had been stored in the kitchen under a work surface which had no cupboards underneath. The problem was that it was on view as you went into the kitchen and made the kitchen look cluttered and untidy. In the process of decluttering and reorganising the kitchen, we managed to free up a very large cupboard next to where the dogs and cats were fed. By removing all the food from its bulky packaging, we were able to store everything in this cupboard, making it more manageable to use and the kitchen much less cluttered. Another client had many items for taking her dog out for a walk, but they were all being kept in different places. By collecting them together, giving them a dedicated box and a place in a cupboard next to the front door, we were able to make taking the dog out much simpler and when she gets home things can quickly and easily be put away, keeping her apartment looking tidy. I recommend putting things from different categories in individual boxes even within a cupboard or drawers. One small box for grooming items, another box for toys, another box for medication, another box for treats. This way it's easy to keep everything tidy because they have a place to go back to. If you have lots of books about looking after your pets, really think if you need to keep them all. These days, so much information is available on the internet. If you have one or two that you often refer to, keep hold of them and let the others go with gratitude. Then decide where you're going to keep them. With all the pet supplies is a great idea if you have room so that you have everything together. If not, create a section on your bookshelf for pet books. Paperwork for pets can really mount up. I have one file where I keep everything for all the pets. Within this, I have separate dog, cat and rabbit folders. In each are the papers from when we adopted them, their vaccination books and any vet bills, so I have a record of what they have been treated for and the dates in case I need a medical history. In the case of the dog, her passport is also in her file. If I need to take one of the animals to the vet... I just grab their folder and take it with me and put it straight back in the file when I get home. 
Once a year when I take them for their vaccinations, I write in the calendar when we get home the date that they are next due and set a reminder on my phone. With five of them and three kids, it's easy to lose track of who is due which vaccination when. Toys. Animal toys, like kids' toys, have a habit of taking over the house. Have a basket or box where they go back to and be ruthless about getting rid of any they aren't being played with or have seen better days. Dogs especially have their favourite toys and ignore everything else. With Whiskey, it's her cuddly lion, Lionel, in which she carries into the garden with her when she goes. I have yet to train her to bring it back in though. The cats, on the other hand, are a bit more fickle and will play with something if the mood takes them. They have a few more options than the dog. My neighbour even has her own cat toys now for when my cats visit her. She has no cats of her own. They have it so good. When it comes to our pets, many of us also have sentimental items. It will often be photos or an old favourite toy. But if we've lost a four-legged friend, we may well have an old collar or even a blanket that reminds us of them. For all sentimental items, whether they belong to our pets or other family members, it is always a good idea to have a sentimental box to keep them in. This way, we know where these important items are if we want to look at them, and they are also protected from dust and getting lost. Regardless of whether you have pets or not, everything I've talked about so far today can be applied to any area of your home. First, collect together items in a category, Declutter by deciding what things you really need and which ones spark joy for you or your pet. And then restore and organise keeping like things together so you always know where they are and everyone knows where they need to go back to. For us, having pets has created another organisation problem and that is who is responsible for what and when. I have to be honest that the reason we have so many pets is because I like having them. The cats were definitely my idea. I had a cat, Megan, in England, and when I moved to Germany, I had to leave her behind, which made me so sad. My husband, Ralph, had always said that when we got settled, we could get a new cat, but then the children came along, and when I eventually broached the subject, he admitted that he really wasn't keen on the idea of getting a cat after all. I eventually wore him down, and he conceded that we could get one. I had taken the children round various rescue homes to look at the cats they had available and we fell in love with Max and Luna and I decided that them having each other for company was a great idea. I asked the children to let me talk to Pappy about it as he wasn't overly excited about the idea of having a cat at all. So what happened that evening when he came home from work? The children went running to the front door to greet him with, you know you don't really want to have a cat, well we're going to get two. Thanks guys. He was due off on a week's snowboarding holiday on the following Saturday morning, so I arranged to pick the cats up from the animal home after he had left, thinking that I would then have a week to get them settled before he came back. It went really well. They were super easy, friendly, great to have around, so every time he phoned I let him know how well it was going. The following Saturday he came home and I was confident he was going to love these cats. Once we'd got the kids to bed, we sat on the sofa with a glass of red wine each so that he could tell me about his week away. And the cats decided to choose this moment to start having a play fight. Max jumped up onto the sofa, knocking Ralph's red wine out of his hand and all over our cream rug on the floor. It was not the best start. When the children had been younger, we'd had two guinea pigs. And by the time we'd moved house in 2019, they were sadly no longer with us. 
about two months before the COVID pandemic hit, Rebecca decided she would really like to have rabbits. I love rabbits. As an adult in the UK, I had a house rabbit that lived with me. We told her she had to really know what she was getting into, and she took this very seriously, researching online and reading every, yes, every book on rabbits in our local library. What she doesn't know about rabbits isn't worth knowing. Eventually, we were convinced that she was taking this decision seriously, and we started to look at the local animal rescue homes for suitable rabbits. About a week before the first lockdown, we collected two rabbits from our local animal shelter. Rebecca has never given us any reason to doubt the decision. She is an amazing rabbit mummy, and we are really proud of her commitment to looking after them. Being the animal lover that I am, and having had a dog in our family when I was a child, I had always liked the idea of having a dog. Ralph was completely against it. He'd agreed to the cats and rabbits, and there was no way he was going to entertain the idea of having a dog. He saw it as such a massive commitment, and one that would have an impact on the family's everyday life, including things like where we would be able to go on holiday, and how long we could be out of the house during the day. He was completely right to be concerned about these things. In October of 2020, we received an autism diagnosis for our then eight-year-old son, Oliver. I started to feel more and more strongly that a dog would be good for him. And it also became clear that I was not going to be able to work full-time and therefore would be at home more than I had anticipated. I needed to be there for Oliver. I am still not quite sure how I persuaded Ralph that we should get a dog, but it was on the proviso that he would not have anything to do with it. I won't bore you with the long story now about how we found whiskey, but Ralph is now her biggest fan and she is always most enthusiastic when he comes into the room. And it's Ralph that now goes out with her nearly every morning for her longest walk of the day. Last weekend he commented on how much better our lives are because of the animals. I am grateful on a daily basis for how he has embraced us having them. So, With so many animals in the house, it is important to be organised about who is responsible for what. For many years now, the girls have taken full responsibility for the cats, making sure everything they use is clean, feeding them, cleaning their litter trays and giving them fresh water daily. Then when we got the rabbits, they agreed to alternate daily their responsibilities for the cats and rabbits. This did not work very well as they would forget whether they were on cats or rabbits that day and it would often lead to small arguments. One of the girls suggested they move to alternating weekly and this they did for a while successfully. But Amelia is clearly much more drawn to the cats and Rebecca to the rabbits and they decided amongst themselves that Rebecca would stick just to rabbits and Amelia just cats. My only responsibility is the dog. It doesn't always work perfectly because I often have to remind the girls that the animals need cleaning out each day, but they do do it when I ask. And when they notice we're coming to the end of something they need, they will add it to my shopping list in the kitchen, for example, hay for the rabbits. It's definitely helped them learn how to organise their time and how to set priorities and recognise responsibilities. And they do an amazing job of looking after the animals and noticing their needs. Another organisational problem that having pets creates is the amount of extra cleaning that is needed. Our house has a white tiled floor on the ground floor and it is completely open plan. Why anyone thought this was a good idea I will never know as it shows every little bit of dirt. Unfortunately, due to the underfloor heating, it was too big a job to replace everything when we bought the house. 
When we only had the cats, I was having to vacuum every other day. But since we've had the dog, it needs doing every day. There are piles and piles of dust and hair in every corner of the room. I am not someone that worries too much about dirt, but even for me, this is too much. If it doesn't get picked up every day, the kids trail it up the stairs when they go on their socks and the whole house is full of animal hair before you know it. I try to organise my day to build in vacuuming the ground floor, but with work commitments and other appointments, plus the housework that needs doing and meals that need preparing, it was leaving me meeting myself coming round the next corner. Coming up for a year ago, I bought a robot vacuum cleaner and I haven't looked back. I can honestly say it's the best money I have ever spent. It can be happily cleaning while I'm getting on with something else. I have saved myself so much time and it helps me stay calm and feel in control. You cannot put a price on that. It is also important that we keep a tape roller upstairs and downstairs so that we can get all the excess animal hair off our clothes before we leave the house. There was once the occasion when Oliver's therapist had come to play with him and sat himself on the rug in the living room wearing black jeans. I had to offer him the tape roller before he left. Despite the vacuum having run that day, he was still covered in dog hair. Then there is the extra organisational problem of who is going to look after the animals when we are away, feed them, clean them out, let them out in the morning and put them away again in the evening. We are lucky to have amazing neighbours who take all that on for us but it's another thing to organise before we go away. And then on a daily basis, we've had to organise ourselves so that someone can take the dog out for a walk mornings, midday and evenings. Since we got her, Ralph has been pretty much full-time in home office due to the COVID regulations in Germany. But from next week, that changes, so I'm going to have to take over the first two walks. This is going to mean organising my time well, especially on those days when I'm going straight to a client having dropped Oliver at school. Everyone assumes organisation is just about stuff, but it also has so much to do with your time. It can cause just as much stress as the physical clutter. So let's summarise. Apply the KonMari method to your four-legged friends things. Give your pet its own little tidy festival. Secondly, get your pet their own space, whether that's a dedicated area in the laundry, garage or a kitchen cupboard. This will help you keep their things organised and out of the way. Thirdly, create a routine for yourself and your family members and stick to it. Set aside time each day to clean up after your pet and make sure you put everything away in its proper place. Following these simple tips, you can live clutter-free, even with a pet. If you have pets, congratulations on your furry family members. The KonMari method is all about keeping what sparks joy for you. Our pets bring us so much joy. It's worth all the other organisational challenges they bring. We wouldn't change it for anything. I hope that some of the tips I've shared will be helpful to you as you tackle this important task. What are your main challenges when it comes to your pets? Let me know in an email or send me a DM. I am so looking forward to joining you next Friday with a topic that is very dear to my heart, and I'm guessing yours too. So until then, have an amazing week. If you've enjoyed this episode, 
please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organising tips next time. But if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor or on Facebook at Caroline Organiser. Thanks for listening and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find your clutter-free ever after.